Welcome, friends. We're Dana and Victoria, and this is Reconnecting with Pleasure, a podcast that helps you find more joy, presence, and so much pleasure by reconnecting with yourself and your desires. We're two moms, coaches, and all-around badass bitches who are obsessed with changing rules and always seeking more. More joy, more fun, more orgasms, more pleasure, more eating. And we want you to have it all, too. I love a good platonic life partner. Oh my gosh. Those are the best. Platonic love brings me tremendous pleasure. I'm done. We should keep this in. Hi, friends. Hello. Welcome back to the Reconnecting with Pleasure podcast with Dana Ann. And Victoria, welcome back. We are happy to be here today because talking about friendship and like grown ass friends and platonic friend love and all of these things that bring us pleasure. It's so funny. If you listen to our last episode, our last episode was like intended to be Dana and I kind of shooting the shit about what's been bringing us pleasure lately. And it morphed into a complete a love affair with friendships and adult grown ass friendships and relationships. And then we kept saying we should talk about this more. And we are clearly talking about it more, but it made me laugh because in, afterwards I said to Dana, like, oh, so we're going to record that friendship episode. And we laughed that, like, basically the last one became a friendship episode and we're going to talk about it again. Cause we're going to keep talking good. about it. All right. Like, just like I talk to my friends daily, regularly, we're going to talk about our friends. All the time. Yes. Grown ass friends. Grown ass friends. <laughs> and I, I, what I love about grown ass friends are the friends that you do have, like you can laugh and joke about, like my platonic life partner here. And like there's just something beautiful about having a platonic life partner. It's not a sexual relationship, but I also, I just, but I'm also just like a little bit in love with all of my friends. Yes. Or a lot of bit. Same. Sometimes really a lot of bit. <laughs> so what do you mean sometimes a little, a lot of it? Let's... Well, I mean like just like any relationship, friendships ebb and flow. And mm-hmm. um, so I wouldn't pretend that I'm always like completely enamored and in love with every single one of my friends. Uh-huh. But I would say that I hold deep love for a good number of friends and people in my life. And sometimes I'm like, God, I'm just like so in love with this friendship and the way things are feeling right now. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just think it's a natural ebb and flow. But in our, in my romantic relationships or partnerships, that ebb and flow feels like there, it feels like there's more pressure up uh-huh. around it or something. Like, I think I'm more aware if it doesn't feel like I'm completely obsessed in love with you right now. Like, what's wrong? Whereas in a friendship, it more feels like the opposite. Like, what a treat that right now I just feel completely enamored by this relationship. There's something so easy about that. Exactly. Right? That, like, with a romantic relationship, there feels a little bit more pressure. 
mm-hmm. to get it right, do it right. It has to feel right all the time. And that feels like a lot of unnecessary pressure, but it's there. But with your platonic friend love, it feels, it just feels easy. And when it doesn't feel easy, I feel that might be an opportunity to ask to like re look at what what's happening here and why it doesn't feel easy and but like I I love how easy it feels right like the people you can just like lay around with or not talk to but still be in the company with them or just gain amazing insight because they know you in ways that other people don't know you and no it's just lovely it is lovely. It is lovely. Um, can I tell just a quick story about when we were at dinner the other night? So um, Dana and I got to be in person huh, last uh-huh. weekend, which was so fun. Um, as an aside, another conversation for another day. I was visiting family. My sister lives about 45 minutes from where Dana lives. And I just decided that I wanted to enjoy my family, but also enjoy some alone time and some friend time. And so Dana and I had friend had dinner with another friend who's Dana's friend that I was excited to get to meet. Um, and anyway, she said something about when we were courting, like um, <laughs> in, in our friendship. But number one, I love that she described it that way. So just to be clear, this is platonic love. Um, but she was like, oh, when you guys were kind of courting and we all giggled. And then Dana and I looked at each other and was like, we didn't really court. We just, we just started head first. Just started fucking. Yeah. Like, yeah. We just, we're going to build something off of that. And, well, okay. and then the funny part is this other person is a queer person who said, oh, so you, you hauled it, which is like this <laughs> lesbian kind of stereotype about like on a third date, you just bring the U-Haul because you just like move in together. And my, the best part was that as as this other person said, oh, you, you hauled it. Dana was like, we got straight to fucking. And I was like, no, it's not you haul. It's the it's the it's the hot steamy. We're just like all the way in. Um, and it was it was so funny and so fun. And it felt fun to me to have a moment where we could sort of have that that our relationship mirrored back and like kind of talk about that. Uh-huh. With someone else who also knows me really well. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> and to know that I'm not going to just go straight to fucking just anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just because, like, it, it has to feel right. Victoria felt right. Yes. I feel this desire and need to be like, we're not fucking. Um, and also, <laughs> I love that we're using this analogy. Um, yes. We're not actually in love. You're actually in love. But I would say this is platonic love turned all the way up for me. I get so excited when you're what's on my calendar and when we get to hang out and seeing you in person. Friends, if you're not following us on Instagram, go do it. But I posted this picture on our Instagram. We are cheesing so hard in this selfie. And the best part is like it didn't feel at all contrived. It was like, before we leave, let's take a selfie. And we both just went like, like it's so excited and i'm like yes i'm here for friendships that make me that delighted uh-huh not the ones that i'm avoiding or um i don't know not uh, whatever and i want to note that there are people that like friendships that you have 
you know, that person that you don't talk to for you can months or years, you get on the phone with them and it's literally like you spoke to them yesterday. Right. Truly. Like, all friendships don't mean daily communication and constantly in each other's space or regularly in each other's mm-hmm. space. There are some of the friendships that are just like that soul deep that it's like time can go by, but like time is like a social construct. It's <laughs> like, but my, but my heart and my soul are still, still very much connected to you with an invisible string. You know? I have, I have a, um, a, a number of those friendships. I mean, I could not sustain everyday friendships with all of the people that I care most about, um, and do anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think I said this last time, it feels like an embarrassment of riches, but I, I really have had the opportunity to meet some remarkable people who I treasure. Um, and like, I have one friend where we have like a set, it's on the calendar once a month, we have a check-in mm-hmm. and we schedule the next one before we hang up. So life doesn't get too ahead of us. I have some where it's like Marco Polo or text message or like, mm-hmm even like a once a year get together, but they're people who I, I hold with me in my heart. It, it sounds so cheesy, but they're people who are constantly, I'm rooting for them. I think about them. If something popped up, I'd be cheering for them, even if it's not a, a daily friend. Mm-hmm. But I have one friend in particular who we've ebbed and flowed depending on what's going on in our, in our lives. There's been times where we've been closer to everyday friends, at least every Mm -hmm. week friends. And then times where it's been six months. But my favorite part of this friendship is I never doubt that if I called or texted and said, I really need you, can you call me today? Mm -hmm. That they would do anything other than call me Mm -hmm. and say, and same, like, I really trust that they know the same. And we, when we have, when we're in the periods where it's longer space between, we'll even say that to each other when we're getting off the phone. Like, it was so good to catch up with you. I hope you always know if there is ever anything celebrating hard things. Like, I don't care if you need me. I am always here. Same. I love you. I love you too. And then it might be six months, but I'm like, gosh, I, it is such a love affair. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I, when you said the, like, the love part, I'm thinking of, I don't know. I don't know when it happened, but there was some, at some point in my grown-ass friendship, friendship, that to say I love you to a friend, not like regular practice, but like, I mean it. Not just like a throwaway I love you, but like, you don't know. Like there was a time when that did not feel like an appropriate thing to say or a natural thing to say. Mm-hmm. But like there was a moment where it's just like, you know what? I fucking love you. And I'm gonna let you know that I love you. And I think about you often and you are one of my favorite people in this world. Yeah. I to me, like what is love if not making sure another person knows that they're never alone? Uh-huh. and it, it, I'm with you like th- I have friends still that I don't know that I've ever told I love them but I love them something so fierce and so deep I don't even know that saying I love you would feel sufficient yeah and it is so funny how we get so conditioned and socialized and I'll I'll own yeah. that I think sometimes 
as a queer person with a lot of straight woman friends, I think mm-hmm. sometimes I can get a little caught in my head of like, I'm not supposed to say I love you because what if you think I'm trying to hit on you? And like, mm-hmm. babe, you're awesome, but I don't want to fuck you. Yeah. Um, and so I like, I think not so much anymore, but I think I've gone through periods where I felt a little hesitant there. But mm-hmm. um, it is freeing yeah. to tell people that you love them. We're socialized to think that the only people that we say it or feel it for are close family members or all family members unconditionally. (laughs) And lovers. And love us. Right. And that's Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I don't feel like I necessarily, I don't feel like I grew up with the, with the message that love looks differently and comes in many forms Mm -hmm. in all of those forms are good and okay and to be nurtured but it's funny because I was just thinking like I I didn't grow up necessarily with that either but then when I then my next thought was how many like aunties were around who weren't family but who were either my my parents my mom but but I remember my grandmother's good friends being around often and my grandmother immigrated Mm -hmm. here she only had the family she created here. Her her family was on another continent. And and I think about like those aunties who were her friends, her best friend. Uh-huh. Um, and I've never really thought about that before. But it's funny how that is modeled for us in some ways, but it it also isn't. It's like uh-huh. so subtly woven in. Right. But even those people I would I would venture to say are probably considered more family than friends. Mm-hmm. But who decides where the line is? Another social construct. Right. Family. <laughs> Diff- another episode. Another episode. <laughs> truly, but truly. A necessary episode. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, there are, I definitely, I like, I have lots of friends whose their, their family are their chosen friend, like, their chosen family. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and family is something that is important and deep and and it's not all about dna and bloodlines nope no it's about support and unconditional love not conditional love but unconditional i'm having a bad fucking day i'm having a bad fucking month or year or whatever (laughs) um but those people like you said like that you know will be there for you and to me it's there's something about someone knowing me in ways that just any old random Joe Schmo is not going to know me. Like knows what makes me laugh, knows what makes me sad, knows, you know, like those things that I don't share openly with just anybody. Listen, I have one of these friends who yesterday called me. I was like, how you doing? Are you okay? I've been thinking about you. And she goes, well, actually I'm calling to see if you're okay because you're doing the thing where you start to get a little slippery to get a hold of. And mm. I just want to check in. Are you, are you okay? What's going on? Mm-hmm. And I, man, if I didn't simultaneously feel so called out and so fucking loved at the same time, mm-hmm. um, it's true. It's really yeah. true to feel seen that way yeah. by people who are paying attention. Right. That know that there's something in the unsaid. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't even say anything. (laughs) Exactly. But they know. Exactly. Exactly. 
Um, and, you know, I just, um, this is something that somebody that we also have some um, like projects together, mm-hmm. but I, and I just laughed and said, would I drop the ball on? Right. Because we know each other. <laughs> yeah. And so I, and number one, I answered the question about how I'm really doing, what's been going on and why I've been a little slippery to get a hold of. And number two, I was like totally accountable. Like what, what did I miss that has yeah. you noticing my absence? And mm-hmm. I, man, when I got off the phone, I was like, I am so lucky. I feel so grateful. Yeah. And this is a person that you get to do work with. And how I mean, fun is that? True. I, I, the joy and um, privilege of having my own business and working for myself is that I now only do business with people who I thoroughly enjoy being around and being together with, which is an extraordinary gift. Um, and it's the best. It's the absolute best. Mm-hmm. Just like this. It doesn't feel like we're working at all. No, because sh- I'm shooting the shit with my, yeah. my, my friend that we just started fucking. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hello, my name is. I mean, there was a lot that went before that, friend. So it's it wasn't it wasn't Victoria and I just said hello and we just. No, but we went from like really peripherally knowing each other yeah. to being like let's start a podcast let's start a business we need to talk about all the things uh-huh. let's do all the things and i never leave my side right and <laughs> this is more fun to do with another person who is very different and also like we have a lot in common mm-hmm. it's just fun it is fun these are like play dates for children but we're grown-ass friends <laughs> grown-ass friends we are. Dana, you say that often, like grown-ass friendships, and I just wonder what that means to you. It means that, I don't know, I feel like friendships when you're teenagers and you're 20s, they feel almost super, I feel like they can feel superficial, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't feel like a friendship of what can this person do for me? What can I get from them? Um, it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel conditional. It doesn't feel like if I said something that upset you or made you mad, that you're like, fuck that bitch. <laughs> We're done. Um, it doesn't feel petty. Mm-hmm. It feels like we are grown-ass people with grown-ass lives and grown-ass issues. And we're here to support each other through that. Mm-hmm. And we're also here to just like laugh and have fun mm-hmm. as well. So it's not all about fun. Yeah. It's about the hard stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. I I was also thinking the convenience. Like I think when I was younger, mm-hmm. friends were like, yeah. you were the people I worked with or you were the people that I was in school with or you're the mm-hmm. people who were in proximity to me. Yeah. And some of those people have evolved into grown-ass friends, don't get me yeah. wrong. But it, it does feel like an intentional decision now that my time is different. I'm raising kids. I've got my business. I want to fucking not talk to anybody and like lay flat. Like, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. you know, and um, that's part of what feels different. It feels like yeah. Like if you or I or any of my friends said to me, I know we're supposed to have dinner on Saturday and I'm so excited to see you. 
and I am, I just need a night off or this other thing came up or like, here's what I need where we could have a conversation that feels like we're taking care of ourselves and each other. Absolutely. Like I have, yeah, I feel like I've gone from having like the friends where there was almost a sense of obligation to we can make plans, but also you know me well enough and I know you well enough. We know each other well enough to just check in and say, how you doing? What's going on? Are you still up for today? Like all of my friends, there has to be another check-in the closer we get to a scheduled thing because any one of us could just say, you know what? I love you. I want to see you, but this isn't happening for me today. This Mm -hmm. is just that part of my journey. I have a friend who says that often. I don't think that's in my journey. I love that. I'm going to use that. (laughs) They're just like, but it's just, it's like, maybe I want to do it, but I don't think that's going to happen for me today. And that's okay. A hundred percent. And I think some of this is like for each of us, like what boundaries and relationships feel good. Mm -hmm. Because I also have a couple of friends who I really value their consistency. Like if they say yes, like not to say there isn't room for them to change their mind, but it's just not in their nature. Like they, their yeses are a hell yes on the upfront. Yep. And so they've already planned accordingly. And I really value that too. I think for me, the takeaway is what I value is people. This is part of being grown ass adults, in my opinion, like people who know who they are and don't pretend to be otherwise. So like, I know Dana is going to say unapologetically, let's pencil that in and let's touch base that morning or let's you know, see whatever. Versus other friends I have who want who will make plans six months in advance and nothing will change. And I fall somewhere in the in the middle. If I have more than a couple things on my calendar six months out, I'm like, I I feel suffocating. Um, And also sometimes I really like knowing that I have this thing to look forward to. Right. And so I think that for me, it's the it's the consistency of like, you are who you are consistently. You know who you are and I know who you are. So we can all plan accordingly. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, friends. I'm not like overly flaky. Nope, not at all. I don't think that I'm flaky at all. And I think sometimes I know myself well enough that if you're asking me to do a thing that's three weeks from now, I don't know how I'm going to feel three weeks from now. Today, I felt today it sounds awesome, and I think my friends know me well enough to know that today that sounds really awesome to Nana. Let's we we definitely need to check in a few days ahead of time. You are not flaky, Dana. You are so consistent in honoring what what your daily journey is, like what feels mm-hmm. good for you. Mm-hmm. And I said this on the last episode. I'll say it again. The trade off for that is that when somebody is with you, there's no doubt that you want to be someplace else. And so the gift is your full presence and your full like participation. Okay. And so I don't think I don't think any of your people ever hesitate for that because you, we know what we're going to get consistently. Mm-hmm. We might get a I'm not feeling it today, but that also means I'm not going to have you sitting next to me wishing you were someplace else and like half checked out. Right. That's the worst. Totally the worst. The worst. But it, it, to me, there's such a difference between being flaky, which I think, and I I can be flaky sometimes. Mm-hmm. Flaky is when I'm people pleasing or when I'm mm-hmm. trying to cr- do too much and then I like, mm-hmm. you know, fall through. Right. 
Um, so flaky sounds like a symptom of something else. I, that's exactly what I was just thinking. Yeah. I couldn't find the words, but yes, I think flaky is like when I'm not self-aware and I'm not consistent. I'm not mm-hmm. like just owning who I am and what works for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I try not to be flaky because I think that that can be a little annoying to me if when it happens. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I think, yeah, to know yourself well enough to be really clear about what you may or may not be up to. Like I could say, Victoria, there's this concert I want to go to, but uh, I don't know. So we're going to have to hold off on buying tickets for that. Mm-hmm. Especially when an investment is involved. Like that's harder for me. And I'm more likely to say no if I'm uncertain. Yep. Because now it's not like we're just showing up for dinner. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah, I'm working at being better at saying no, because sometimes I say we'll see, which is code for no. Um, (laughs) And I got lovingly called out on that recently, too. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's Uh like it's that's a me thing. It's a it's I'm trying to avoid the discomfort of the of saying no, which is not really loving and kind to the other person who feels like they're being held like like this potential is just being held somewhere that I've. I'm not holding because I know I don't actually want to do it. Yeah. Um. So I'm really working at saying, actually, I don't think that's going to work this time, but maybe we yeah. can find another time to do it. I try to work on a spectrum. With the- <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe, but I'm closer to yes or I'm closer to no. Like just mm-hmm. to give the other human uh, a little bit more of an idea of where, where I'm at with that. Mm-hmm. And that feels a little bit better for me to tease out, like, what is it that, like, where, where is my hesitation coming from? That's my, like, internal stuff of, like, where, what is making me want to say, like, what is it, what is preventing me from saying yes mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. the thing, right? Like, and, and it could be because, I don't know, if you're asking me to buy tickets to lands unknown, then maybe, I don't know, like. It's 20 months from now. I, I cannot think that far. And that's part of me. I'm like, I'm like, I am feeling really un- non-committal mm. to things that are so far ahead of time in time that it's just hard for me to commit to that. I'm like, I don't even know who I'm going to be in six months. How no. could I possibly know what, what restaurant I'm going to want to eat at? Right. I'm constantly and- changing. I'm constantly <laughs> changing. I'm getting mm-hmm. new allergies that I've not had in the past. I'm now allergic to shellfish. I was not two years ago. So like I can't can't possibly know where I want to be in the in the fall. Totally reasonable. As I'm Completely. sitting here looking at Natalie Merchant tickets. Merchant tickets for <laughs> Scotland in November. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize it was in November. That is far away looking that is, planning ahead. But I'm not, right? Like that tab has been open for a few days. And it will likely remain open for much, much longer yeah. before a decision is made. Uh, but I think there's a difference between behind the energy of the maybe. Like I, if I'm saying maybe and I mean no, that's different than if I'm saying maybe because I need to wait and see how I'm going to feel as it gets closer. And I think to me, the key to grown-ass friendship and love and successful mm-hmm. relationships across the board is having some integrity between what I mean and what I say 
because there's an honesty there that allows both people to know. Because when you're like, I'm a maybe and I'm more likely yes, but I'm a maybe and I'm not going to be able to decide until it gets closer, then I get to have informed consent whether that's going to work for me or not. And I imagine that there are some times where people are like, actually, I want to know that I have somebody for sure to go to this concert with. So I'm going to buy a ticket with Victoria. And then as it gets closer, if you want to join us, do. Right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. there's just consent and two-way participation. And when I'm saying maybe, but I mean, no, that's not fair because there's not consent two ways. It's not clear both ways. Especially if it's someone else's financial investment in mind and time investment time, yeah. in mind, energy in mind. Or something that they're right? excited about and then they're yeah. really hoping I'm coming when I'm like, I'm just, I've stopped even exci- thinking about yeah. it. <laughs> if they're that <laughs> excited about it, I can get on board. Mm-hmm. Like if you're just like doing a thing to fill space and time because it's available, I'm not feeling that excitement. It's in the same way as like, mm-hmm. I know that that's one of your favorite artists. Absolutely. I'm in it. Yeah. But if it's just like thing because it's happening, then it. And I'm not excited about it. It's probably a no. Um, For me. I'm jumping topics just a little bit because I'm thinking about, I was reflecting on when did my friendship start to feel like grown-ass friendships? When did it start to feel like a different kind of love and like a different kind of way that I could rely on my people? Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. so interesting because the first one that just jumps out so big is one of my friends who's a college friend. So initially like a friend from convenience, right? Like we mm-hmm. used to have fun and go out drinking together. Um, and when my mom was dying and really sick, She just came and took my kids for the day. And I was so grateful that my kids were going to play with her kids and they'd be happy and I didn't have to worry about them. But it was when she dropped them back off and she had bathed them and put them in her kids' pajamas because I hadn't sent them with anything. Mm -hmm. And she brought them back to me just ready to climb right into bed. And I could, like, I feel emotional even just remembering the relief that I felt and how cared for I felt that I didn't have to ask for anything, but because Mm -hmm. she was also a mom, she just knew what would help make my day feel easier. Right. And I just, I've never forgotten that small thing, which I don't know if she ever remembers. I mean, I bring it up to her often because I'm also that kind of friend. Um, (laughs) But I don't know. But it was one of those very clear moments where I knew you can be my friend in the hard moments and not just when it's easy and we're like laughing at the bar. And since then, I mean, she's not an everyday friend anymore. And she's one of those friends that that I'm saying, like I could go a really long time without talking to. And the minute I do, it's just like, tell me everything. And it's the good, the bad, we celebrate, we cry. It's everything. Um, And it that I think that was the game changer. Like the pe- there was something about knowing that I could be cared for in some of my hardest, darkest moments that made a relationship immediately feel different and yeah. deeper. Yep. I love. That. I'm thinking yeah. of like I have a friend from college, and for years. Every single year, we plan to do something together. So Mm -hmm. we do a trip, like a long weekend. 
I don't talk to her every day. I don't talk to her every week. Maybe like once a month or like like it ebbs and flows, right? It could be every single day for a little while. Then it could be like once a month or every other month. Um, but every year we do something together where we can spend time together. And it's just and it's us. And we're able to just kind of, I don't know, like it's like we're catching up on the past year. Mm-hmm over time like in just in a few days right so we do something every summer we go to Newport Folk Festival every summer together just saying um and we've also recognized like the summer before last this actually isn't enough so now we're expanded to two things a year you know and just like that alone for me like we it's now been over two I don't know. When did I graduate? So it's been over 20 years now. We're like been friends for almost 25 years. And like, I, it's so, it's just so funny to see how we've grown and changed. And we had a moment of like, we were in the car, we spent New Year's together. We were in the car driving and listening to, I don't know, one of my random playlists. And my playlist can go from like, Cardi B to like Chris Stapleton in a second like <laughs> you know, or she's like and this is why we're right and you're and we were Victoria and I were talking about Hootie and a Blowfish um is going to be live this summer and I'm thinking like she was probably like the first person that like I listened to Hootie and a Blowfish with like when I was in college and like that that person who I don't know. Like it's it's deeper than music, like people. Except mm-hmm. and like that's one of our connecting points mm-hmm. to be two black girls who like have a very varied musical interests um, of music that we love, and just like you know what, offer black girls here. We're here. We're here to stay. <laughs> yes, I love this. Um, I just feel like I want to make a quick disclaimer that I don't know if Hootie and the Blowfish is on tour this summer because we were talking about Counting Crows. Oh my um, God, you're right. But I would be we were talking about Counting Crows too, for the record. And like same time period. Totally, <laughs> totally. When you said that, I was yes, like, oh my God, that would be fun too. But I don't know if they're touring. That would be fun. I don't think that they are. Um, but they could be because many people tour all year. Um, and so if that's an option, we can do that as well. But we were talking about Conan Crows. And yeah, I would do that as well. So Counting Crows was my live, live album, the Hootie and the Blowfish. That wasn't the live one that I had. <laughs> it was indeed Counting Crows. Um, I, I think that music is, is really a good way to sometimes think about friendship, though, because our music... Like you can hear a song like I can I couldn't tell you what I did yesterday, but I could sing all the lyrics to a song that I sung in high school, you know, mm-hmm. um, but our, I think our people are are can be the same way sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, that I have another topic jump a little bit because um, well, I think there's two things I was telling one of my like platonic loves of my life. Um, that you and I were going to record um, this episode. And I said something about like platonic romance and platonic love. And it was, fu- it was funny because we've, we, 
she and I have had have talked about this before, and I know that it's something that she also thinks a lot about and really values in her life with her platonic friends and lover, love, platonic lovers, platonic lovers. <laughs> um, and then she said platonic romance. And I was like, yeah, she said, well, tell me what that means to you. And it was so funny because for a minute I was like, maybe I'm like kind of out in left field. But I was like, I don't know. I, I sort of feel like we have a little bit of platonic romance sometimes where like, like I could think of times when I was single and dating and like, she'd just be like my hype person. Like, you know, like, tell me I look pretty. And she's like, you, like, you're hot. Like, be you. This person is so lucky to have an hour of your time tonight. And like, recently she was going to be getting a promotion and like speaking at a conference and like the back and forth of just like, you know, you are, you are like, a fucking gift to every person who gets to share space with you, like mm-hmm. claim it and own it, you know? And anyway, it was, it was interesting as I was trying to describe to her in this, I it felt so vulnerable because I was like, what if she doesn't feel the same way back? And of course I said all of this and I was like, I really feel like you and I have a platonic romance a lot of the times where like we can, we can make each other feel capable in a boardroom, but also like sexy or good and just like embodied and powerful. Mm-hmm. And then I like pause and she's like, I completely agree. I just, I, I don't know how I would have described it. And I wanted to hear how you described it. And, and it was really sweet, but um, I'm, I'm here for the conversations about platonic love. Cause I think I see them more on Instagram. I see like more grown ass adults talking about it. Um, and I love that for us. Right. And grown ass friends going on vacations together, yeah. grown ass friends buying houses together in their old age, right? Like thinking of Golden Girls, that was a grown ass friendship to me. Platonic love through and through. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you got the ditzy friend, but you'll love her just the same. Yep. 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 Um, what are you talking about, Rose? Yeah, listen, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like I have a group of friends where I'm the only one with kids. Um, and I think that's fun too, because like, I will leave my kids at home to go, you know, venture and adventure with them and do things. Um, and sometimes I'm like, I can't because um, it's my kid's birthday or whatever, or whatever thing. Um, but it's, it's, for me, it's always been a no brainer to remember that, like, as much as I am mom, I am also Victoria and Victoria needs her people. And your children need to see that you have them. Couldn't agree more. That is, that feels really important for me. And I've said it out loud that to me, it's really important for my children to see I have like, I have other relationships other than them, other Mm -hmm. than their dad, other than parents, you know, like I have people who I love who are in my corner and who are rooting for me, who are rooting for them, I'm root, like, and vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. It is important for them to see grown-ass friendship, grown-ass platonic love. Like, they need to know that these are things that are important. They're, they're possible. This is, your, this is a community of people. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, I don't know. Like, I also know people who don't have and that's really 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 hard for them Mm -hmm. and not have this like 
have a community, right? Like community is so important. I don't do like friend groups. Friend groups are hard for me (laughs) because there's always some kind of inter, there's always some other like things. I don't want to be in the middle of stuff. That doesn't feel cool. Like, and I feel like all of my friends kind of serve a different purpose in, or we, they serve different purpose. Like there are people like I can laugh really easy with, and then there's people I can lounge around with. There's people that I hear music and live music with, and there's other people I talk to books with, and I love them all. And I have very different interactions with all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just important to have people. People. I love being alone. And I also really love my people. Mm-hmm. Same. Same, same. And I just want to add that like we're not talking about like friends with benefits um and like i also know people who have like beautiful platonic love with friends that they have have been lovers or who can sometimes be benefit friends too right that Mm -hmm. like maybe they are and i just i think that i like i want to hold room for that that it's not about judgment like for me, the people that are my, that I'm thinking about when I'm talking about platonic love and and friends are just not people that have overlapped as lovers ever. And like, I'm not sure about me and how that would all work, but like I have, I think it's awesome. Like I think everyone gets to have their friends and their lovers and the overlap work how it works. And I think sometimes people can have really beautiful, like platonic love that is like mm-hmm. friends, but also friends who like fuck sometimes or like friends with benefits or friends who like play together at play parties or whatever. And I just I, I don't I want to be sure that just because I'm not naming that because it's just not my experience right now doesn't mean that there isn't room for it in this conversation. Because I I think to me what grown-ass friendship is, is a friendship that is um, honest and clear and, like, works for both of us. And I think, like, yeah, that's it. That's all I'll say. But, like, there's – like, I definitely have some friends that I'm, like, depending on time and place and space when we became friends – I could also see how we could have either been lovers or be friends with benefits or have had overlap or not because Mm -hmm. of the different timing of when our lives have kind of overlapped. Um, And some not at all. Like, I'm like, I love you, but not like that in the slightest bit. But Mm -hmm. I just think it's really cool to be able to have people that you love and who love you and that you care for and are cared for by and that there's like a community I think we all deserve like a whole container like a whole I'm thinking about like a basket like woven together of all these different friendships and people like we all deserve to know that we're held up by people who love us not just when we're feeling our best and not just when we're celebrating but also when we're celebrating because I also know people who struggle to celebrate with their friends because there's jealousy and things um, and like, if you're doing all that and fucking like good for you. So no shade. 
if anything, maybe a little interest in envy. Like, that sounds fun. I definitely <laughs> think it'd be fun to fuck my friends sometimes, but it's not a thing I've done. <laughs> yeah. 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 I... I don't think that I don't have any friends that I have interest in fucking. I only have interest in fucking the people that I have interest in fucking. Fair. I mean, perhaps it's a bit more of a queer thing. Yeah. Because a lot of my friends are either women or queer people, and I tend to want to fuck queer people and women, but I can see that. Yeah. Some of my, some of my, I, I mean, not exclusively meaning about my friends. I, I have a s- one. I'm like, do I have more than one male friend who is a close, dear friend? What did you say? I would like to have. No, I'm saying that in my, I, I do have, I, okay. but I think it's just one. I was trying to think if there was more than one. Um, but anyway, I think that's mm-hmm. where the fucking your friends is a little different when you're a queer person. Probably. Probably. I don't have a lot of, like, the straight male friends. It's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is our view on grown-ass friendships. Mm-hmm. And one, we also wanted to mention that this, I guess, would be our season finale episode. <laughs> I was doing an accent for me. <laughs> there you go. Season Thank finale you. Episode. And we're going to take a little pause and we're going to be back. The moral of the story is that we are going to take a little pause, not on everything. We're just going to take a little pause on the podcast. We'll be back. What feels pleasurable. We'll keep you posted. But friends, we are very much active in other places. So please um, follow us on Instagram. Um, get on our email list. We love to send out little pleasure notes. Um, listen to episodes you've missed. Re-listen to old episodes. Send an episode that you love to one of your platonic love friends um, or people that you think might be interested. We really appreciate when you share our stuff and pass it along and help us get um you know, more folks in our circle and listening and, and joining us. Um, so just do all the fucking things. Follow us. Fuck. Listen. Uh, and we, if you want more, if you really are like, I just like really vibe with this whole thing and really want to take more steps in cultivating more pleasure, reconnecting with yourself, reconnecting with pleasure. We have part of the shift in focus and pausing the podcast is because Dana and I have an amazing group program, Reconnecting with Pleasure, where we do exactly that. And so we will be in there. We are always in there and we would love for you to be in there with us. So you can get some more info um, on the website, DM us, let us know. We can hop on a coffee chat, whatever. We'll tell you all about it. But it is just a beautiful space in our little corner of the internet for other pleasure seekers. I, I I think seekers feels like the truest thing about all of us. We're on a journey together and we are working to get more honest about what we want, more brave in going for it, more boundaried around it. And 
all the pleasure that follows suit. Love it. So feel free to join us. Feel free to reach out to us and know that we're still here. We're just, you know, just a little hiatus. Taking a pause. From, uh, yeah, for a month or so. And we're, we're still here in other ways. And so reach out. Follow us on social media. We'll be there as well. And we'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye, friends. Bye-bye. That's all for today. Thanks so much for spending your time with us. Don't forget to smile at yourself in the mirror, have an orgasm, and laugh until your belly hurts.